0: Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or
1: used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting Radiolamon.com. From the world's first officially recognized sim racing group, it's the Tora Radio Show.
2: Good evening everybody and welcome to... Well, not the monthly Torah radio show. Weekly Torah radio show here on RadioLemon.com. Uh, you may probably have guessed, the astute listener will have probably guessed, this is not the dulcet tones of Mr Ben Williams. Uh, no, you're back in the capable hands of me, Matt Hunter, um, and he who wishes to be American, Mr Jordan Grove. <laughs> Jordan, Hello. Now, given everything that's going on, are you are you sort of in limbo in the middle of the Atlantic at the minute, or are you still slowly making your way towards the uh, east coast?
0: Well, I've, I've been told they won't let me in if I arrive, so I'm kind <laughs> of just waiting on the shores of Iceland um, in the holding, just pattern. kind of yeah, waiting to see what happens. So,
2: <laughs> well, just as a obviously, we'll get it over and we'll get this over and done with first. Um, suffice to say, the motorsport world and the, the world in general is obviously rather upside down at the minute, so um, we are here um, with lovely guests as well, um, pretty much weekly for as long as, well, until Eve tells us, tells us to stop being so silly. And stop. go <laughs> Just stop, boys. Go monthly.
0: Please. Please. You're actually making it worse. <laughs> Who thought that was possible?
2: <laughs> uh, and yes, yeah, so we're here, we're here to sort of uh, provide light relief over the next however many weeks this um this is for um ominous uh for everybody (laughs) but what also is a really good benefit of this is is um aside from the monthly show where you'll have my uh, uh me um jordan lewis and ben all together uh every week you'll get a show with uh me and jordan and then every other week you'll get a show with ben and lewis um Which is really cool, because it also means that uh, we get some awesome European and UK guests that can uh, join us, and they get to hog all the American people, which is absolutely fine. Um, (laughs) And they're not here to to tell me I can't say that. Yeah,
0: Uh, normally we'd have to be dealing with an (laughs) argument for the next ten minutes now, but it's all right.
2: Then we'd be going, uh, I mean...
1: (laughs) That is truly things you love to see. (laughs) Dear, dear.
2: Anyway, uh, to our guests, uh, this evening we are very pleased to welcome back uh, to the Torah Radio Show, friend of Tora, uh, Mr. Angus Fender. Angus, welcome. Uh,
1: good evening, morning, afternoon, I don't know, and you're going to be uh, playing this back, so I'll just say all circumstances anyway. How are you <laughs> and if, doing?
2: And if I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening and good night. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah quite. Pop culture reference for you there. Um... No, how do I. How nobody I,
1: nobody knew what you meant, so no, it's alright. No, no. <laughs> I got it, and I'm 19, I'm close enough.
2: In fact, the next, right, in fact the next guest is probably the only person old enough to know where that reference is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is.
0: I think that's. Funny. Is that a compliment? I, is quite, that an no. insult? Who knows? It's the Torah radio show or Torah roast. <laughs> yeah, desperate yeah, times no. call for desperate measures. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Our next, our, our second guest this evening is well. I'm going to call him the voice of Castle because to me he is, um, and also uh, other club racing around the country. <clears throat> Excuse me, Mr. Chris Dawes. Hello. Uh,
3: good evening. Hello. What an absolute pleasure to be on with you guys and uh, thoroughly enjoying. It sounds like my kind of show with the the, <laughs> uh, the uh, cheek and uh, and wit that was going on there and. It uh, you almost made me feel that you were sort of trying to take on board this challenge there where you sound like uh, a, a weathered brow about the fact that you've got to make everybody feel upbeat there <laughs> take it on man you're good at this, you can do it
0: <laughs> well usually he spends his time making people feel a little bit worse so it's kind of a bit of a change around for him, he's a
3: bit well, confused he <laughs> started by doing that to me about my age for goodness sake <laughs> He's balancing it out. He's
0: balancing
2: yeah. it out. In fairness, in fairness, it's um, uh, it's normally Ben telling me to shush, so I'm I'm I'm, un, I'm untethered for the first time since December. Which is, <laughs> so um, we'll be off
0: air next week, yeah, basically. Probably. Well, that's that's what he means well, to say.
2: Well, technically, we are off next week because it's their show. So we've got ah, yeah. to set a precedent here. We've got to set a highbrow precedent for what's going on. <laughs>
0: to make up for next week
2: I'd like to say, and here's what you could expect over the next uh, weeks, but I can't do that because I have no idea um, <laughs> flying by the seat of our pants uh, welcome to the Tour Radio Show where we may talk about some sim racing in fact we are going to talk about some sim racing news right now uh, in fact it's some really Excellent. really important sim racing news um, and actually our two guests will be particularly interested in this for varying degrees Um, because one of our favourite PC-based sim racing titles is no longer just PC-based. Isn't that right, Jordan?
0: Yes, so we have had some excellent news from the world of Assetto Corsa Competizione. Um, Last week, it was announced that, uh, to many people's delight, that Assetto Corsa Competizione will be released for PS4 and Xbox, I was awaiting some cheers, but never uh, mind. Oh,
1: well, uh, I, there you, you go. Like Hooray! You. <laughs> there you go.
2: I'll pipe, oi, some, oi. In, um, I'll pipe some in in post prod. Don't worry. Excellent, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hooray for the editor. Anyway, oh, an applause um, <laughs> and alongside that news, we also um, received news regarding the uh, next batch of content that we can mm-hmm. expect. Um, so that will include GT four. Bizarre. That's some room for some more of your piped-in audience there. Um, you, you may remember, uh, dear listeners, a couple of months ago, we went through a couple of um, suggestions we had for features that could come into into Assetto Corsa Competizione, and GT4 was very much one of the top of the list. And the other thing, which was also on our list, is the arrival of British GT.
2: Yay! Be yes, open.
0: excellent.
2: That's
0: genuinely excited. <laughs> yeah. That is actually superb news. So... um. So for those of you who don't know, uh, the current um, British GT tracks that are in the game, so that will be Silverstone, Brands, and Spa. Spa. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, the British Pack DLC, which will apparently be released this winter for console and PC, will add Alton Park, Snetterton, and Donington Park. Um, We don't know yet whether this pack will include liveries and cars from the British GT series, but based on what they brought in for the Intercontinental GT pack, it, it seems fairly likely.
1: So, um, I, yeah, I fantastic I'm hoping they transfer liveries over. Particularly. Yeah, so, so, so I thought like, you
0: might. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <There's two laughs> And I think you know full well why. Yeah. There's, two partic- <laughs> there's two particular liveries I really want to see. Mm. Mm, yeah, you're not wrong. No. I'm looking at it on my wall right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of ramen pinned up on the board at uni. I'm just staring at it. It's great. Nice.
2: I think. Um, I mean, what, what's, what's really from from my point of view, what's really interesting about this pack, the GT4 pack, it hasn't actually detailed what cars are going to be in it. All it's saying is adding. I don't know if that's plus ten or ten plus because they kind of ten uh, plus, 10. plus so ten So ten, 10, 10 more. New, They could have just put ten new cars. Why, but they could have. That yeah, would have yeah, been simpler. That, ten. But <laughs> then it's plus. <laughs> plus is always a good thing to have in there. Yes, because it makes it means
0: more is yes. Good. <laughs> All um, of the GT4.
2: Yes. Um, ten GT4 cars. Now we now, Jordan, you and I were discussing this off air. We were trying to work out what ten it could be, and we got most way yes. through the list before we started going. Um. Uh. Ooh. Now there could be some odd
0: ones. Could it be this one? Could it
2: be this I one?
1: I have an inkling. It'll be based off of the European GT4 series. So another SRO series. Yeah. We uh, we'd. One kind of definitely. thought along the same lines yeah so, yeah, what, so what would, it, what would that McLaren, include KTM uh, Audi Chevrolet maybe Aston Martin BMW oh, the Camaro had we mentioned KTM
0: yes I did it was about the third
1: did Camaro, you oh so. okay mm. what about, maybe a Maserati
2: if uh, you're lucky but oh I forgot about oh, the yeah, Maserati. Mustang yeah. yeah well Maserati's
1: not. quite old now isn't it but yeah. oh for that engine though no, I really hope it's there uh... <laughs> I would yeah. love to oh, see the a Mustang noise. and the Camaro what a in. noise
2: I kind of because it, it depending on how contemporary it is because I know Genetters do still race in. Oh, Europe the Cayman. Yep. The Cayman, yeah.
1: That's, and the a Cayman,
2: one, yeah. And that that's another one. one and that was a good one. I completely, completely forgot. Pretty terrible. Considering, that, yeah. considering considering <laughs> considering our friendship with Porsche, really quite terrible. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about yeah, that. you can cut that bit out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's it looks really exciting. And what Jordan said, I absolutely. I'm certain we're going to see British GT liveries It makes absolute sense to have um, the British GT liveries It will just be really interesting to see um, which ones we do get in there. But of course, it, it also the other good thing about this is it does open up a whole raft of new potential series ideas. Because there's a couple of one mate cars in, which I didn't even realize until um, we were just, again we were discussing it in our little Toro Discord. Um, hmm. what sort of cars are available uh, in a set, of course, of competition on it already. Um, and the Porsche Carrera Cup car's in there, and the um, Huracan... I was going to say the Huracan, Trofeo, that's what I mean, isn't it? The Trofeo car's in there too. So there's lots of interesting little extra things in the title which you may not necessarily automatically think of when you think of the game. So that's really good. Um, and of course... Chris, got to bring you in on this. It's also very cool again to have another really high flying title like this with British, with good British circuit representation in it.
3: Well, quite. I mean, when you first said, what was it, Silston and Brands Hatch are going to be in there, but the fact that they will be bringing Alton Park, Donington, Snetterton. I mean, it's absolutely wicked. I mean, I think take somewhere like Alton Park. For me personally, it's one of my favourite. But from abroad, they might not know it so well. Mm. And this gives them an opportunity to do it when you consider that a lot of teams take drivers there because it has everything, and it's that hard a circuit. So the fact that people will get to play that, I think, is, is fantastic to see.
2: I, I, I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with what you just said, because I kind of feel that I kind of feel about Lime Rock the way I think you're implying people from elsewhere would think about Alton Park. Lime Rock's a brilliant circuit, and I'm really glad I discovered it through Forza. And then iRacing racing afterwards, but I don't think I'd ever really heard of it before. And, yeah, you know, and that's a, and that's a lovely little circuit to drive. And, and Alton, I mean, Aulten Park. I mean, f- you know, people who've been um, playing racing games for a long time will remember it from the Toka days and that kind of thing. Um, but it's a, in terms of sim racing, it's very much an underused circuit, and and it's one that you know I'm really pleased is some. Um, is uh, coming, on to the, uh, coming on to another big title. How do you feel about uh, Alton Angus?
1: Uh, what, what is, well, it's it's great addition having it there. Definitely. I would think um, I, for one, can confirm already that the team owner of uh, two Cs this year, Acer Al Khalifa, has never driven on park. He's never driven any British circuits. So to have that kind of addition in is really useful, not only from a social point of view for people wanting to play a game but also if the handling characteristics are as realistic as I've heard they are mm. from a point you could even learn some of the tricks and trades of a, of a, of a particular circuit so I, I can't see any negatives to it at the moment I'm just hoping they can deliver through like they have done with the other tracks
2: I mean I've been so uh, just going from my recent experience I've been getting back to grips with Orton um, Park on iRacing and I haven't Done a clean lap yet? Which is terrifying because I used to, <laughs> I used to drive that circuit all the time, in the, you know, on Toka and things like that in the past, and it was at, and I loved it, and I, I. I loathe it now. It's just too hard.
3: <laughs> well, that that, that to me, that to me sort of like, and, and you mm-hmm. know, forgive my sort of relative naivety to this side of things, um, but it, it, that sounds like they've really started to nail it, if not already nailed it, in the fact that one of the things, or several of the things with Alton Park is that you've got the gradient changes, mm-hmm. you've got camber changes in a few places, uh, and you've got the fact that it suddenly like, goes undercover, for example, under the trees, which, of course, then throws a completely different track surface at the drivers, mm. including during the course of a day is that where it, it, it had rained and is now dry under the tree cover, it's probably still wet. So that, to me, suggests that they're actually bringing some of those real life characteristics to the circuit. I might be sort of uh, overplaying what they've done there. But from what you were saying, Matt, it does sound like they're throwing a bit more in.
2: I mean, Jordan, you've obviously been hands-on with a set of Corsa competizione on other circuits um, so far. How, how 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 close do you think we're getting to that?
0: Um, I think when it comes to a set of Corsa competizione and their, the tracks that they produce, it's on a par with, if not better, than iRacing's um, models of their tracks. Obviously, they're all using laser scan data. So, I mean, if you you go and laser scan it, you're going to get the same data as everyone else. But in terms of the um, surroundings of the track, the little features that you might use for, like, braking points, stuff like that, I'd actually say Assetto Corsa Competizione does a better job than iRacing. So I, for one, can't wait to see what they do for Snetterton, Alton and Donington because the tracks are stunning. And you really can – I spend a lot of my time at Snetterson because it's my local. Um, when I first drove on iRacing, I was impressed. I think it's going to be a little bit surreal for people who have driven these tracks in real life. Angus, you might you, you might um, get this kind of level of, of what, what, what's going on here um, yeah. <laughs> when you drive yeah, them Tyler. for the first time. Because Assetto of Corsa of Competizione, so far, they have done a cracking job with their tracks that they've got. So, so for for British tracks that aren't usually seen, as we hinted at earlier, to get this kind of treatment is going to be fantastic.
2: Just need Thruxton added now, really. Oh,
1: that would be amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chaos.
2: It actually bothers me. I mean, I know I I kind of get why why the bigger series don't go there anymore because it's not a it's not a big pit lane. Let's face it, it's not a big paddock in the grand scheme of things and there obviously there's obviously limitations as to um what they can do but that is still for me as one of the one of the first circuits I got to um drive in anger many 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 years ago um that is still an ultimate challenging challenge circuit Thruxton. and I don't know why it's not in more titles to be honest with you
3: and it from a gt racing perspective isn't it because i forget the name forgive me and uh we don't need to dwell on in too much detail but there was a, a fatality in gt racing because of the speed and, and what have you the cars on that circuit and no gt championship likes to go back there was was the last thing i heard which i yeah, think is a travesty because can... it's awesome
1: mm. yeah I, I i agree with what you said i mean uh i've only raced at thruxton once but at the end of 2018 i took my 2018 Geneta Super Cup car around there on a track day. And not only was it ridiculously fast and high speed or even around the corners, I think Church was around 130 flat out in sixth gear. But in one day, we went through two sets of tyres and that wasn't a lot of laps. So the track surface is ridiculously abrasive and I think it can sometimes actually be slightly dangerous for the longer GT races, which is a shame because it is a seriously fun track to drive.
2: I mean, one thing, I mean, we're, we're edging into the realms of wouldn't it be nice, but I think another circuit that is underrepresented, rep, underrepresented and, and Chris's ears are going to prick up here straight away, is, <laughs> is Castle Coombe, um, because as someone who has, has marshaled there many a times and is intimately aware of what can go wrong at that circuit, it is, again... It's it, Well, for a start, it's a very old school circuit, I think that's fair to say, in terms of the runoff and that kind of thing, but it is very challenging. And the sorts of thing vehicles that people bring there, particularly in the sports and GT category, Chris, um, yep. I think is safe to say, can be a bit terrifying at times, can't it? When you've got someone heeding uh, around in a hurricane or something like that.
3: Well, I mean, uh, you take uh, last season, we had some pretty phenomenal cars in the GTs, and that included the likes of Lucky Carer taking uh, his McLaren that he uh, championed in things like Brick Car and GT Cup and and what have you. And he said the first time he went out there, he's driven Castle Coombe countless times in a variety of cars. We know that he's always in something. And he went out in this just absolutely beautiful uh, McLaren, And he really was steady for a while. I was commentating on it at the time. And he was very, very steady. But soon he kind of worked out where his car worked. Mm. And he's against like a Dodge Viper um, GT3 and some just insane pieces of kit there. And as soon as he worked out what he could do without really jeopardizing himself, that was it. He was out of there. You know, It was like he checked out and disappeared off down the track. But he had to go through that phase of just understanding because you've got things like like you said, there's minimal runoff It is old school. There's minimal runoff and then barrier. Uh, No gravel traps there. And uh, and although it seems weird when you go out on it, but in a race car, it's one of the bumpiest circuits in the country. And there's nothing that, that we can do about it, unfortunately
2: say the run up to quarry is a lot of fun as well from memory as well but, um... <laughs> It
3: is, stand at the top of Avon rising towards quarry corner and you're talking the GTs will be hurtling into there at about 170 miles an hour and throw the anchors out the back to try and take one of the most challenging corners in the country in quarry corner
1: no, It's crazy, it's a crazy little track I drove it in a GT4 last year I'm not really? sure if, you've, if any of you have been to Performance German Day last year but I was there with the M4 that I raced at the start of last year and going over that hill the car was breaking sideways and you're trying to slow the car down um
3: <laughs> for the next right hander
1: but it's not at all a fast corner so you're down through the gears the rears are starting to lock go to the crest and you're thinking
3: i'm getting in the wall here <laughs> and then you yep. just
1: have to just just trust that the car actually grip again
3: it well it's uh, like
1: a seriously fun circuit
3: though the the way if the, the bravest of the brave what they actually do is they wait until they've gone over the crest of the hill before they even break
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a mate who races there in a, an Audi TT, I think it is, Alex Kite, his name is. But,
3: yeah, um, I know him well, I know him well. <laughs>
1: but, and, and, and the sauce one was around there. Bloody hell, he's insane.
3: He is. He's <laughs> taken, he took me out in his uh, VW Vento uh, at the end of last year, and uh, he is just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried to then take me out in his Audi TT, and I went, no, you're okay.
1: <laughs> it's front will drive tt with around 600 brake at the flywheel i think it is yeah. so yeah it may be a better idea to uh to sit that one out yes
2: <laughs> I think the best one i saw, saw there was the um the old aquila um prototype going around at um full chat that was a bit loving terrifying frankly
3: um well the, the the best one was actually nigel greensaw taking a Tyrrell formula one car around there
2: oh, oh nice
3: Yes. <laughs> that that I uh, think it was that ninety two off the top of my head. Wow. Just wow. hundred and uh what did he do up Avon Rise? hundred and eighty five miles an hour up Avon Rise in towards Quarry Corner. Jeez. An average speed for the lap of hundred and thirty one mile an hour. Oh wow. <laughs> That's insane. Just <laughs> incredible.
2: Well just nipping back to um a set of course of Copetizia, only before we quickly move on to what on earth happened last weekend? Um, <laughs> people who are pre ordering, so, so a set of course, of Cobb will be available digitally and physical discs uh, from June 23rd, which is really cool. And people who pre order will be able to get our favourite DLC so far this year, because it's all we <laughs> seem to talk about every single month until it actually came out. Uh, the Intercontinental GT Pack um, will be included in any pre orders and then available um separately as well very very exciting times into oh we must also quickly mention because this is how my brain works um this <laughs> april there will be a free 1.4 update uh for the PC version initially obviously that stuff will come into uh, into the console versions as and when um which will include some new features including a car showroom uh new driver car personalization choices interesting. That
0: could uh, be very interesting. Yes,
2: and some additional options for multiplayer servers. So, already we're starting to think, ooh,
1: better delivery editor. Which would be rather marvellous. I wonder first who could pops make into use my of head, that. <laughs> the first thing that pops into my head about that, mm-hmm. multi-class races. If they are adding in GT4 cars, you've got to have a multi-class race option. Surely. Oh yeah, surely. It's, it's got to be on that list, because one, one thing I really want to see is a mix of cars around some circus that you wouldn't see him at. So, for example, True. off the top of my head, uh, let's say Kyle Armie or Mizano in GT3 and GT4 cars through that first sector. Really <laughs> oh, very throw good a point. spanner in the works. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that they uh, hear our thoughts and prayers about that one. Oh, literally, if...
2: Uh, multi-class... Well, we've done multi-class on... Um, I think we've done multi-class on... I can't remember how we did Project Cars 2 in the end. It's so long ago. With um, difficulty. With difficulty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd apologise for that, but I'm not gonna. Um, no, <laughs> but I, 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 I just, yeah, I could just, I could just envisage now basically anybody in GT four driving around Alton Park constantly wincing at anything that's coming up behind them because that is <laughs> not a good circuit to pass on. Um, and hmm. um, but it is of course less expensive to pass on than it is in real life, mm. <laughs> which is a bad thing. Um. Not bad. 20, 20 minutes into the show, and we've we've covered one whole topic. Excellent. This is going. This is going as expected.
0: As usual. As
2: usual. Um, what we will do before we quickly uh, jump onto what the hell happened last weekend? Uh, we really should, of course, ask Angus. How is that McLaren? Because <laughs> it looks really quite awesome. Bloody hell,
1: it's fast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've driven GC3 cars, and I've driven a mid-engine car, but you throw it all together, and oh my God. I mean, um, is this a just, just for we start...
2: Is this a full re-evaluation of mindset in comparison to the BMW? or?
1: Well, it's a different way you have to drive, I suppose. I mean, they're two completely different concepts of car from the ground up, really. So the M6, obviously, quite well known for being a bit of a boat. And um, <laughs> again, quite similar to your project cars, I would say sorry, but I'm not. Um, that thing was all about being super smooth on all the controls, like you could not break it loose at all. Because if it, if you did, you'd never get it back. Whereas jumping to McLaren yesterday, it's the first time I've driven a car since Dubai in January. Blimey! But straight out of the box, after around three laps, I felt like I qualified the car. You could just throw it in so hard everywhere and just expect it to stick, and somehow it does. I mean, it's not super smooth to drive. You have to fight it quite a lot, but that's just the nature of mid-engine cars, isn't it? Really.
2: Is this um? Sort of of course, we we sort of mentioned before we came on that there has suddenly been a a mini explosion of um 720 <laughs> um GT3s in British GT this season. Do you think the fact that it is relatively speaking a easy car to be fast in um, is a good selling point for it, or or do you just think everyone's just looking at it and going, that's the future?
1: Well, from our team's point of view, it was fairly uh, set from the get-go being uh, owned by by a, a member of the Bahrainian royal family. Obviously, Bahrain uh, the royal family there are major stakeholders in McLaren, so that was, that was an obvious one. That was an easy choice for us, but speaking for Optimum here and Team Rocket, obviously, those people running out in GT Challenge and Optima and British GT. Um, I think the finish at the end of last season really spoke volume uh, about what the car's capable of and I know a bit more than I can say on air right now but I know that that car's going to be competitive for a lot of years Uh, and seeing how it ended last season I think it just gave everyone a really good feeling about the car going into the off-season and obviously that's when everyone gets the drive sorted so I think that's probably one of the main reasons why you see quite a lot of so not just 720s but also 570s in gt4 this year
2: yes exactly as, I say, as we also sort of alluded to offer uh, but we will we have to sort of stop ourselves um gt4 has kind of become class mclaren um in a way which i guess as you say speaks volumes for the quality of the car um very very interesting of course to, to note how a British manufacturer has kind of taken over from another British manufacturer in um, where Janetta had previously been the stalwart of the class um, and now there is, this is the second year there hasn't been any in um, in GT4 I think um, possibly still some racing elsewhere in SRO uh, competitions but very much the um, McLaren and Aston Martin show now in GT4
1: Yeah obviously those two Multimatic Mustangs have now changed hands to Academy but from that it's mainly McLarens and Aston Martins you're right Um yeah I, I think it shows uh, a sign of the times to be honest with you and I know I probably not massively uh, well it's, it's definitely not the same to say it considering the current climate we're in but going into the end of last season there are loads of manufacturers now picking up their ears to the idea of GT4 Uh Toyota are now bringing out the new Supra that personally not a favourite of mine but I know that others will be really excited about that car uh run by Speedworks but McLaren for a number of years have been like right in the championship fight all the time in GT4. I think the last three years they've been in with a shower and never once won it. So um, I feel there's a vibe going around that this year is going to be their year. And considering the amount of cars they have on the grid, you'd be somewhat uh, optimistic to bet against one for this year, wouldn't you really?
2: I was just literally at that moment just starting to wonder in the back of my mind whether McLaren have ever actually won British GT. And I suppose if they had... It'd have to have been with the um, F1 back in the BPR days if it ever happened, which is saying something. So you, even then, you're talking 1995,
3: 96, give or take. And that's before I
1: was born. <laughs> I wasn't
2: even alive then. I, so was, a- I was attending my. Don't ch- alive, start
3: that again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was attending my first touring car race. Goodness me. Um, yes. Uh, suffice to say, very exciting year ahead um, when it starts. Um, yeah quite yeah. <laughs> and um goes without saying obviously all of Toro will be very much uh, willing you on uh, throughout the year very very exciting um, prospect with that new car, delivery is absolutely stunning um,
1: oh I know, it'll definitely stand out won't it but uh, no, no, cheers Matt uh, yeah it's great to be supporting Toro again, like um, I've been in eSports for a few years went my way up through there and it's nice to uh well, wear the logo, I suppose, seeing as you're on my suit this year, so I'm looking forward to representing you guys. And and we
2: absolutely appreciate it. Um, let's talk about the weekend just gone, um, because, <laughs> as I say, I think all four of us can quite honestly say I don't think we've ever seen a weekend like it. Um, I mean, where do we start? Motorsport imploded. Everything imploded. (laughs) Events, events, events postponed or cancelled left, right, and centre. It's still going on. There's, there's no two ways about it. We can't avoid it. And I think a prophecy. I'm gonna. uh, Darren Cox probably foresaw this many moons ago. um, And I think to an extent, we kind of hoped that this would happen, but not in this way. Esports has kind of come to the rescue a bit. Um, it's certainly come to the forefront of the media's attention um, with recent events. Um, let's talk. I, I hope I don't know if you, you two, um, saw much of the uh, not the Australian Grand Prix and the um, All Stars Racing put up by Veloce Esports over the weekend. But firstly, guys, um, we'll start with Chris. What what are your thoughts about um, esports kind of stepping into breach this last weekend?
3: Well, I I think that I'd uh, been starting to allude to you that there's like really bizarre timing is that I've always been aware of the esports there. But I've been so busy, as you know, commentating somewhere every weekend uh, at some circuit, wherever that may be, that I've not personally ventured into the esports commentary I just haven't had the time to do it I've always loved it because uh, you know I grew up sort of like uh, um, you know getting involved in the the, the game slash simulators as as they progressed and um, it was probably at, at Autosport this year that I'd had conversations last year and op- asked to do the odd bits and pieces here and there but was always booked up elsewhere and I was having a chat to the guys I don't know if you all went to Autosport International this year but the eSport presence was massive, and it's all about the big stage now, isn't it? And it is yeah. an, a whole event. And the live event they put on is just incredible, and I'm being gravitated to it. But I sat there and was having a chat with the guys and saying, I don't know whether I can actually do it. I didn't have the confidence in myself to do it. Could I transition from a commentary box to sim racing commentary? And And some of the guys that have done it have said – Absolutely, because you will get absolutely sucked into it in exactly the same way. And I've got to say, having watched it there, it is just massive. But there's too many people that don't understand it yet. And I'm interested to see how you guys have had to sort of like contend with that.
2: It's an interesting one because I think um, a lot of our generation, I'm saying that kind of side glancing towards Jordan going, and I do include you <laughs> in this Generation X, um, <laughs> who kind of, because we've grown up. I think we've sort, we've sort of touched on this before. Because we've grown up with um, racing titles and consoles in our lives, pretty much from the get-go. Certainly, from the late '80s into the nor- into the you know '90s, we were the generation. We were the console generation. Therefore, this isn't alien to us this is a perfectly uh, this is a perfectly uh, natural progression of
3: don't uh, get me wrong i don't i don't mean alien by any stretch oh, i no, mean no, no, probably no. to to put it in perspective is that i was at uh, uh, you know you've already abused me for my age anyway <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that I was at university drinking and smoking whilst playing uh, the original Toka Touring Car game that was new out at that time. So that that gives you the ammunition you need to abuse my age even more. Well, um,
2: not at all, but, because I was at secondary school, just just into secondary school when I was doing that, so I'm
3: not that far behind well, you. It's still more than I'd like, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh so you know, it's it's always been there, and I've I've jumped on Sims, I've won things on 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 simulated things, I've won tickets to to bits and pieces and uh, all sorts of things. I I love it, I, I I really enjoy it, but it's really taken off of its own mm. uh, environment. And probably my first um, exposure to as it is now is when the likes of Jan Mardebr and that came through the uh, the 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 the, uh, the Nismo uh, Nissan thing, GT Academy, yep. Yeah sorry thank you the GT Academy and that included of course they were rocking up at the likes of Castle Coombe as well as all the other circuits I was commentating at and it was like okay what's this and it was probably tricky because you had someone like Jan that is just a phenomenal racing driver and has every right to be at the top to some that I'm not gonna lie didn't transition very well we know that (laughs) but what they've learned is that it's not about an automatic transition because it is big to be the esports the sim racing is massive in its own right hence you've got top professional racing drivers that are actually starting up teams and funding the drivers and you kind of go this is brilliant it's its own ecosystem instead of trying to be a transition from one to the other yeah. And no, I think that's that's yeah. the change. It's it's actually gone. We are our own ecosystem. We're not necessarily having to feed what's was originally being deemed as the big brother. It's like, no, why can't it stand on its own two feet?
2: I think one thing I, I think what I was trying to allude to It's not necessarily that it's aliens, that there's there are still there is a hardcore group of motorsport fans and I've seen this on comment on comments on various social media within the last twenty four hours when um highlights of, of what happened over the weekend have been put up. Oh, I won't watch that. It's not real. Why should I be interested in that? And those people well, are, those people are always going to exit i never They will. they're they never will. Ever and, ever going to change, which is fine because perhaps there will always be a physical, realistic form of motorsport in some in some way. And you're absolutely right. The the esports racing side of it can can happily bob along alongside it
3: Uh, and i think that that's uh, that was probably the big development that happened in the mindset is that they realized okay we don't need to try to compare we and you've got to accept that one man's beef's another man's poison isn't that the same in any kind of sport in in life in general in reality i will totally confess that it included myself up until probably I don't know, a couple of years ago when I just went, well, no, when I'm commentating, I am infused. I'm excited. I'm impressed. I'm terrified by the risks that these guys are taking. We've just been sat here chatting about the speed that they go up, Avon rise up over the hill. Uh, Angus, you were saying yourself, you did it up over the hill and trying to throw the anchors out the back ready for quarry corner, etc. And it's about that danger element. And I couldn't see past that for a while. And it's once you kind of go, right, don't try to compare it to that. It is its own entertainment. It's its own impressed at how well these guys do this. And once you get to that, I've, I was like absolutely kind of right. Okay, I get it. I get it. I, I'm, I'm hooked. I love it. I can, I can envisage myself commentating on this. I couldn't compete with them because they're amazing. Whereas before, I thought, well, i jump into a sim seat. So surely I should be doing that as well. It's different ballgame. Absolutely, that, that shut you up, didn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean
2: <laughs> no, to. No, because no, because you're completely correct, and that and that's was that actually... dropped the mic moment, was it? <laughs> that was. Please please somebody clip that. Sorry, the <laughs> please don't. So I can't edit that. Um, <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right, and that and that's what we want. We want more. I think with, with this greater exposure that's happening now, and Jordan Jordan will come onto on what exactly happened uh, over the weekend in a moment. Um, with the exposure that it's now getting, and I said, I said to to staff just the other day, you watch with the lack of real world motorsport, all the motorsport press that exists, all the all you know, autosport, that, that, They're they're going to have to start carrying proper coverage of esports racing, and what we've got now is a tra- is a not a transition necessarily, but a, a a sea change. That's no no pun intended, Angus. That's happened um, perhaps two years quicker than maybe it would have done in real life you know if yeah. if, if things hadn't changed if if the course of events hadn't occurred how they have we we would probably be at this point in two years two three years' time we're here now eSports is being watched by you know half a million people now, and that in itself is just you know it's mind blowing
3: has to be the combination as well is the fact that obviously the technology has come on is that it's no longer a computer game shall we dare to to say it is gone to the you know the f1 guys used to be in the simulators trying to work out how they could improve the f1 cars Mm. and and now we have we're able to bring that well better than that level of technology into our own homes now which is just ridiculous and phenomenal that we can do it then we can do all the setup that you can do sort of piecemeal at home of the seat and everything, so it feels like you're in there. So, in other words, it brings the technology that was for the elite to create top level racing cars to our homes, and then we can start getting better at racing. Absolutely, we really need to get Darren
2: Turner on this again at some point. Talk about base performance because that's exactly what he does, um, which is just brilliant. And it's it's it. What's really nice is hearing people. I'm not I'm not being rude talking about you in the third person hearing people from outside the esports sphere because let's face it here on the tour radio show on com, generally speaking our guests are from within esports or are linked into it or have competed in some way Angus um, you know and so having someone who, who's coming from from further outside of the sphere and being so enthusiastic about it is just it's brilliant, it's absolutely spot on so thank you, Chris. That's absolutely wonderful. No worries. I'll um, get back in my box now. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming back. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, so let let's let's go, Jordan. Let's talk about what actually happened because there, there, there was, I think it's safe to say I mean as far as we're concerned, there were three big races on the weekend, but we'll talk about the ones that raked in hundreds of thousands of views first um, before we touch on on our. Poky little race. Um, <laughs> what did we actually have, Jordan?
0: <laughs> so yeah, so uh, with the um, Australian Grand Prix uh, cancelled, big shame. Um, there was a bit of a mad scramble uh, between uh, two uh, entities, shall we call them, to organise big events, bringing in real drivers. Um, sim drivers etc cetera, etc cetera, and just um, trying to give the fans something to watch in the place of or in the absence of i should say uh, the australian grand prix so on sunday the first one we had was uh, the races all-star esport battle mm. which um i really that enjoyed sounds, it it was very good so it was held on r factor two And it was at the Nürburgring Grand Prix. You had drivers such as um, Max Verstappen, Juan Pablo Montoya, PK Jr., Antonio Felix Da Costa, uh, IndyCars, Simon Pagano, Will Power, Colton Herter, Felix Rosenfist. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, Ultimately, um, I believe it was one of the. Basically, they had three heat races and then a final. Heat one was the real drivers and uh, our. YouTuber extraordinaire Jimmy Broadbent. Um, as you would maybe well. exp- he did very well. Yeah, the race, his heat was um, dominated by Max Verstappen, as you might expect. Broadbent actually finished fifth after <laughs> tussling all race long with Antonio de Félix da Costa. So, really good. Heat 2 was eSports All-Stars. So, um, notable names from across the world of eSports, like Rudy Van Buren, Bonnehuys, uh, James Baldwin, Brendan Lee. Uh, they all took part in that. And it was duh, 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 Rudy Van Buren who won that heat. And then Heat 3 was uh, eSports drivers who had qualified for the event the day before. Um, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this name, but Simon Simoncic. Um, held off Kevin Siggy to win heat three, and then the top eight of all of those heats came in for the final. Uh, the final was uh won again by simon chich i 'm really sorry, really sorry <laughs> um he got pole position and ended up winning the race by three seconds ahead of Kevin Siggy and Rudy Van Buren and took home four thousand pounds of the ten thousand pound prize pool um I will get on to the other event in a moment. They've got a lot more. The other event has a lot more information about media reach, which is fascinating as we were just alluding to. Um, But shortly after the event, I clocked that there had been 371,000 viewers on YouTube alone. I don't know if um, the other streams or the drivers, individual streams picked up any more of that. Um, So that in itself, incredible reach for a sim racing event later in the day was the perhaps the more well-known of the two races that of the two big races that took place to substitute for the australian grand prix it was uh, an event organized by veloce esports it was uh, not the oz grand prix which fantastic name
3: um
0: 50 race distance on f1 2019 at alba park um in this one you had real drivers such as lando norris stoffel van Dorn, esteban gutierrez louis delatraz um, and then you had a mixture of um other uh famous sim racers, uh, YouTubers, even the goalkeeper for Real Madrid. I'm not that. a
3: footballer? No, I uh, Courtois. Oh,
0: Courtois, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it came out of left field for that one, but Wrong I'll shape. get onto it. He was actually pretty good. Wrong shape Jordan, um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that event um Veloce Formula Danny, uh, Danny Beresne, uh, got pole position. If you uh, watch F1 eSports, you might not be too surprised at that. He is excellent. Um, he dominated from the front, basically, and won the race by six seconds. Um, with a grid that was slightly made up of, um, let's say, um, not as regular... S- Esports drivers as the races won. It was a little bit chaos a chaotic, I should say. Um, didn't but nevertheless, jump
2: the start. Not the jump the start, he <laughs> jumped the formation lab.
0: Yes, you might have seen the clip on, on Twitter that's been circulating. Um, he he didn't twig that it was a formation lap gave it the beans and went halfway up through the field before he realised it was the formation lap so that that was (laughs) pretty entertaining Uh, I think he started in the back because he got disqualified in qualifying um, and finished 6th he was the um, highest placed uh, real racing driver shall we uh, call them Um, I think Esteban Gutierrez finished something like 10th and the goalkeeper Courtois finished in 11th place Ahead of the likes of Louis Delatras and Stoffel Van Dorn. so that was that was quite interesting. But as I alluded to, it's the media reach of this one that was just astonishing. Um, they they released a, a fantastic little graphic with um, key stats from the race. Their approximate total views from across all social accounts, YouTube and Twitch, two million viewers. Whoa. Six million impressions and seven hundred thousand engagements the uh, lando norris's stream of the event from his perspective was the number one stream on twitch um that day um it, on twitter the event was the number one trending in germany and the number three trending in the uk it was the number two trending event on youtube gaming it was massive massive in terms of media reach and um it will come as no shock to anybody that Veloce esports are planning on holding not the Bar Grand Prix (laughs) Uh, for the replacement of Bahrain Not
2: not at the Circuit of Wales No
0: (laughs) But yes we shall probably hear more about that information in the next couple of days obviously because that will be taking place this weekend Um,
2: Ladies and gentlemen to hear about that
0: one on Ben and Lewis's show Yes and Lastly, there was another event held that was a replacement race, because um, NASCAR also were uh, a victim of the um, cancellations. Um, so uh, Podium Esports ran a NASCAR Replacements 100 race at Atlanta Motor Speedway on iRacing. This had the likes of uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., William Byron, Bubba Wallace, Alex Bowman, Justin Allgaier, a whole host of um nascar cup series xfinity series and um truck series drivers Uh, that race was actually won by um josh williams who is ryan blaney's spotter so that that was rather interesting especially as he held off william byron who basically found fame racing on iRacing so that was um extraordinarily entertaining and in the light of that race being run and the success that that had uh nascar announced a couple of days ago that they will be running the uh e iRacing pro invitational series which will have um which will be a more regular series of um, events combining NASCAR drivers from all three main series and sim racing drivers. So far, you've got the likes of Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Clint Boyer, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell. They will all be competing. Um, So, yeah, it seems as though, yeah, it's it's a massive shame what happened last weekend with all the cancellations and everything. But eSports did well to fill the gap and the, the sheer number of impressions and views... It's astonishing, especially with the Velocity Esports event.
2: Absolutely, and expect to see even more of this coming soon. Because actually, um, this very weekend, uh, our good friends at uh, IMSA uh, will be running a uh, 90-minute single-class shootout at Sebring. Uh, race begins at 2.30pm uh, Eastern Time. Of the 15-minute warm-up session from 2.00 to 215 And single car qualifying from 215 to 225 Which is obviously absolutely brilliant. So that's um, going to be... another yeah, one. And I'm pretty certain, John, I th- thought I'd read something somewhere that uh, IndyCar are doing some eSports stuff as well. I may have imagined that in the of
0: I news. I think... I believe you have imagined it so far, but it is, it's very much in the works by the sounds of things, because obviously iRacing and IndyCar have got a bit of a partnership going on. We're still waiting for the 2020 version of the IndyCar to come to iRacing, but I imagine if that does so fairly sharpish, I, I could see there being an IndyCar eSports okay. series of some description. Does that mean I'm going to see a YouTube video of you crashing at um, Charlotte again? A hundred percent. That is. <laughs> that's not just likely. That's inevitable. That is inevitable.
2: Just, just to reiterate the the um, details of the uh, IMSA race that will be happening. Uh, obviously, good friend of our show, and um, obviously, Radio Le Mans important person. Uh, John Hindoff will be uh, on the commentary team for that IMSA race uh, this weekend. Um, I'm disappointed I
3: that I should have been at Silverstone this weekend, and obviously that's <laughs> off, so, but there's no replacement uh, e racing for that for me to commentate <laughs> on. You're
2: going to have to start. See, this is the other thing. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, just to quickly finish the point before I go back onto the other point, which Chris has just put into my head very quickly then. Uh, the field will be comprised of IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge drivers who will choose from. <coughs> From one of four recent WeatherTech Championship GT GTLM class races, the M8 GTE, my personal favourite, having driven it solidly on iRacing for the last two weeks, uh, the 488 GTE, the Porsche 911 RSR, and the Ford GT, which I still haven't got. Um, so plenty of stuff there. Just going back to that, I also saw BSB has been postponed. There is no racing game that does BSB. Not properly. It's very annoying.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, there's a couple of British Supermikes on Ride 3, are not? But nowhere near enough to do any kind of um, no. replacement series, unfortunately. I wonder if um, we've yet to hear anything about MotoGP. Obviously, they've got their own eSports championship.
3: Yeah, um,
0: I'd be there. wondering. It, it, was, it was relatively big, but nowhere near to the same extremes as F1 eSports, for example. Mm. It, it just wasn't. Picked up as much. You know I'd be interested to see whether they bring
1: something over.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I genuinely hope so because I think, and also, I mean, WRC. It's like a WRC Mexico rally happened last weekend, um, was curtailed early f- for reasons, uh, which I'm not <laughs> going to say, because uh, like Beetlejuice, it'll turn up. Um, and uh, it, they have a very active esports presence as well, and I kind of hope that that is something that will gain. Uh, gain momentum um, as the year progresses. So it's all very interesting at the moment, I think, with the um, eSports side of things. We must, of course, Jordan, mention a certain little um, race that happened at Sebring uh, last weekend as well, the uh, classic 12 hours of Sebring. Not a small race, again, from from uh, Tora, very sizable entry list. I can't even do the maths on how big that entry <laughs> is. 49 plus 25, somebody.
0: <laughs> this is really. 74?
2: There you go. Yeah, it comes to something I'm when en- I'm doing the maths. Oh, I'm not even slightly embarrassed. I'm a, I do English <laughs> uh, That many times. I've been
3: doing too much company finances <laughs> today to be able to do that in the <laughs> evening as well. <laughs> well, i so, got a gin and tonic in my hand.
2: Yeah. And- <laughs> I wish I had a cider, but I can't yet. <laughs> that requires going to shops. I'm not brave enough. <laughs> I, haven't got my, I haven't got my American football kit on yet. Uh, so, so the, the teams took part. Uh, really good. good. Split, uh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> really good split of uh, GTP. So again, this, this was for cars from uh, the late 70s and early 80s. Uh, So, from the GTP class, you had things like uh, the Nissan GTP ZX Turbo, uh, the Jaguar XJR9, uh, the Aston Martin AMR1, uh, the Sabre Mercedes C9, personal favourite. In the GT class, you had the incredibly popular uh, BMW 3 litre CSL Batmobile, would that be correct? Pretty just the Batmobile, isn't it?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Pretty much, Uh the Chevrolet Corvette C3, uh, the, 5 to- the Ferrari 512 BBLM, the Lancia Beta Montegallo Turbo. Um, no, that's not the one that had um, cardboard roll cages. That was the rally car. Um, <laughs> I, love I love that story. Uh, the Nissan Skyline Turbo SS uh, and the Ford Capri Turbo, among some others. Um, In the GTP class was won by Hymo in their Nissan GTP ZX Turbo. Uh, Total distance of 1,266.02 somethings. Uh, They actually started in 8th as well and finished first, so well done. Uh, The pole sitter for the race, RZM, Barber Streisand. (laughs) I wanted to make jokes (laughs) about it being a 20 foot tall mechanical Tyrannosaurus Rex, but I don't think enough people watch South Park on this channel to get that why that's funny uh, in their Jaguar XJR9 uh, came in second, a mere two and a bit miles behind uh, an SVR team at Scrubs Go Racing, that's a, becoming a classic in uh, in Tour Endurance racing, it also in their Jaguar XJR9 came in third uh, in the GT class not entirely a BMW uh, washout but they did hold most of the positions in the top 10 um, first, third, fourth 6th 7th 8th 9th and 10th uh with Chevrolet's breaking up on the uh on the podium um I don't get this name or why it's funny but I'm sure there's a reason uh the okay. winners were the, the winners were three goats zero lambs no lambs
0: I don't know why either. um I don't know. I'm sure that's an inside joke. I'm sure they think it's funny. Yeah. And that's all that matters, really. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just
2: pat them on the the head. Well done, guys. You won the race. Off you trot. See you next time uh, for an as yet undetermined endurance race, which I'm sure...
3: Goats don't trot. There we go. (laughs) Excellent. Super (laughs) Matt, I've got to ask. By the way, well, you, know. you Doing this, do you <laughs> ever uh, do you ever just suddenly mid conversation go squirrel? <laughs> 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 oh,
2: <laughs> More
3: no, than you might know. Classic. No, I'm, <laughs> I can weird. I can sense it. I can sense it. Squirrel.
2: Squirrel.
3: <laughs> 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 oh no, that's classic. becoming a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wait that's for the that- next show.
2: S- That's the payback for
3: the age thing Matt
2: yeah. S- Thank S- S- you for this ammunition the rest, of, <laughs> the, rest of the rest of the podium was an SVR event uh, SVR Bumblebee in their Chevrolet Corvette C3 uh, came in second and SVR Eclipse in third in their BMW 3 litre CSL I'd love to be able to tell you what the next endurance race but I'm pretty certain I'm not allowed so I won't Um <laughs> So so that was, that was worth it, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, <laughs> goodness gracious. Oh, dear. What an interesting, interesting week that's been. Uh, we're nearly at the end of the show, actually, so that's gone remarkably quickly. For a friend of mine... Right. For people who listen to this regularly, they may actually wonder how on earth we managed to fit a month's worth of content into an hours-long show and still talk... Rubbish. Uh, for, oh, I was going to say something. You else. said it, not me. I, I was going to say something else. So not, no. Uh, a, well, you would have been right anyway. This is a, this is a family channel. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and still, and, and still do Torah bounce for uh, for an hour, and it's um yes. Um. So to be able to do it for a, to to fit it all into a week and spread it out is actually quite nice. Um. Girl. Yeah. No, because I'm, I'm, this is this is what I normally do. Normally, I've got Ben to sort of talk over me while I'm thinking about stuff. Anyway, the... I'm just going to empty
0: chair you, so I'm not I'm not going to so, be that kind.
2: The tank the tank's empty. The um,
0: spec Miata. That's
2: the other thing. That's our next uh, Thursday series, isn't it, John? If I do believe correctly. Yes,
0: that should be starting. Well, that's actually starting as we speak.
2: So there we go, and lots. I have to say, lots of really cool liveries coming, keep them coming, not so keen on the Corona one, but we'll cross over. I
0: thought you were going to say my livery. But... <laughs>
2: no, no, your livery's awesome, actually, because I, I used to, when, I, when we, did, right, the very first year we did Tazcar, the very first year we did Tazcar. I did an iRacing, uh, oh god, I think it was a Toyota, I think.
0: Uh, it might have been a Dodge, because Toyota wasn't around at the time.
2: Oh, maybe it wasn't the first one. Anyway, one one of the first <laughs> car seasons we did. I did a I did the I racing livery on it. Um, so I've got a, I've got a thing about that livery because I know I know how difficult it is to do right. Mm. So, kudos to um, to that. And yes, very 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 cool indeed. And um, well done to uh, Mike Johannes for getting that that series underway. Another very very positive
0: uh, contribution. Of course, if you want, and you'll be able to catch those races live as well, because yes. they will be uh, broadcast on Twitch.
2: Mm. Yes, we do have a lot of. Suffice to say, we have a lot of people with time on their hands who want to do a lot of streaming, so um, lots of our races. We've even
0: there. got French commentary. Yeah, how did that happen? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that's the first. Is that, that that is the first time we've had one of our races broadcast in another language? Is it actually?
2: I think it actually is. Yes. So. And yeah, it's
0: that's and that's it's that's
2: spec fair. Miata's. Yeah. <laughs> what we need, in all seriousness, what we need is for the Le Mans 20, our Le Mans 24, which is still running in June, um, to be...
1: Probably a, the only thing that is running on time right now, but there <laughs> you go.
2: Well. Mm. Hang on a minute. There used to be a pun about Tour and Endurance races and running on time, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> um, we've done very, very well. And congratulations to everyone behind the scenes for doing so. Uh... Yes, so Spec Miata, that's going on at the minute. Lots of other really cool things coming down the line. I'm really, really excited about what's happening there. Uh, it's time for us to, to end, crazily. Uh, wow. So, massive thank you to uh, Angus and Chris for uh, taking the time that time you. out of their evening to um, sit in on whatever this was uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the last hour and wax lyrical about uh, all things motorsport and uh, the action from the last weekend. Uh Jordan and I will be back with you in two weeks' time. Uh, next week, you have the dulcet tones of Mr. Ben Williams and Lewis Satterley, So,
0: Good luck with that.
2: Herding cats is what comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> good luck, Ben. Uh, and, I'm, and I know they've got some really cool things uh, coming up down the line as well uh, from the uh, other side of the Atlantic, which is really, really cool. We All four of us will be back for our usual uh, monthly roundup. Um, in a few weeks' time, so yeah, so mm, enjoy. Uh, and on that, and on that, it's time to it's time to end. Oh goodness me! It's good to be back in the hot <laughs> seats after so long out. Oh, Ben's Ben's head is going to be in his hands, shaking with tears rolling out of his eyes. Uh, I've been Matt Hunter and uh, Jordan has been surprisingly helpful this evening. So thank you very much. Uh, thank Damn. you again. <laughs> thank you again to <laughs> Angus and Chris. We, you've been listening to the Tora Radio Show on, the, on uh, RadioLemon.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye.
1: This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLemon.com.